Welcome to the Shark City Podcast, number 64. I think a lot of people my age, from my era, that number is um, very nostalgic. This is Shark City Podcast, number 64, 64th episode since we launched this podcast back in uh, January of last year. So I've been saying for a while, um, you know, now that we're at that one year anniversary, I've been saying this for a while. I've been saying that I wanted to do something different. I wanted to kind of change the format. So with that being said, I am going to, I guess, maybe officially announce, declare it. We'll declare it here that, um, you know, this podcast is now going to be available in its full, uncut unedited version on audio only to stay with the tradition of a podcast also because to be 100 with you just to keep it you know transparent there is a certain type of tempo or element or you know um like showmanship i guess is the best way to say it that kind of um, sometimes overtakes the live broadcasting and I often find myself remembering points or takes that I wanted to cover and maybe didn't get into it because just the tempo of everything just naturally guided its way through a live broadcast so enough on that point trying to be at is uh, hopefully in the end having these full length unedited raw uh, audio for you um, in turn becomes, you know, a, you know, more enjoyable listening experience and also, you know, just overall, um, produces a higher quality product, high, higher quality, uh, you know, um, <clears throat> representation of what Shark City hockey is supposed to be, baby, which is, sounds like Sharks fandom. So there it is. Okay. In layman's terms. <clears throat> Alright, so. David Quinn's fed up. David Quinn has had enough. He's dropping the F-bombs. He got ejected from the previous game. First and foremost, these these games, man. My goodness gracious. Change the script already, please. Change the script. Um... <laughs> You cannot be losing in this fashion and then be like, oh, players players and coaches don't tank. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Come on. Um, Very upsetting. So, you know, previous two games, San Jose Sharks lost at home, and it was in... You know, like the Matrix, deja vu, right? You see Joe Pavelski run across the ice twice. Sharks start off hot. And then they disappear. They go into stealth mode. What happened? The most recent game at the Shark Tank against the Washington Capitals. And for those of you who try to find value in attending these games... By saying, hey, I just witnessed history, just watching, you know, Ovechkin further climb up that ladder for the goals. 
I'm not going to, you know, I, I can't hate on that. I can't throw no shade on that. But my goodness, this is what, the second consecutive year, the second consecutive season where the San Jose Sharks got owned at home. Last year, it was against Nashville. Eight goals. Now, Washington. That's all I'm going to say. But hey, yay, we have William Mecklen, right? <laughs> That's the other thing I want to... Oh, man. Hey, and I don't mean that in, in, in any like um, demeaning or disrespectful... Um, you know, like, um, you know, there's no double meaning. I'm not trying to, like, you know, you get what I'm trying to say. I'm just simply, you know, I'm just simply pointing out the obvious. It's like, you know, yeah, Will and Micklin came back. He had, he had some pretty decent shifts. I'm not gonna lie. He had some, de- he had some decent shifts, uh, right from the get, right from the get go, right from the start, right from the face off. And uh, you know, he he got himself a um, an assist. So you know, he got a point. But, yeah, is it is it too too little too late? You know what I'm saying? I get it, I get it. Um, why why not why not celebrate Willem Eklund? Why not go into you know his um you know go into how do I say this covering. Essentially, are you know like um, fanboying now? I guess is the best way of saying it. But you know, like over our future stars now that you know this season's officially over. It's really over. It is. Um, at this point, a lot of you are just riding along for the tankathon. You know what I'm saying? Um, which is cool. You know what I mean? We'll see what happens. From my understanding, the Sharks are like third place right now. Very, very, uh, very, very easy for them to slip into second or first. The San Jose Sharks end up um, securing the number one overall pick by the end of the season. Then maybe I'll start to believe that there's a chance. But I'll believe it when I see it. And I get it. It's not all about Connor Bedard. It's not all about Connor Bedard. Or is it? The last couple of seasons. It's got to be worth something. And all you've been hearing is Connor Bedard. So, if it's not Connor Bedard, then is it the Constellation Prize? I don't know. And I don't mean in disrespect to, you know, the top five or seven prospects. We'll see where the Sharks end up. Um, But back to the point. All this, all this, you know... Coaching, f you know, coaching, dropping the f bombs. I want to get into that because I kind of went on a little tangent there. By the way, uh, oh yeah, and by the way, my name is Aaron James. This is the Shark City Podcast, official podcast of SharkCityHockey.com, proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, the Sharks Audio Network with Drew Amenda and Dan Rusinowski were talking about Coach Quinn. Um, specifically how he cannot be the one on the ice, he cannot be the one making the plays, or in other words, you know, the Sharks players have to start coming through and, um, you know, start playing. They got to show up on the ice. Um, Obviously, they pointed out consistency, which is, like, something that, like, 
we've been spitting out on this program for what since like last year <laughs> apparently yeah. anyways my bad um point the point point i'm trying to make here is i'm getting a little i'm getting a little um exasperated of hearing how it's not the coaching like come on we we had to we being sounds like sharks fans had the last three years of Bob Bugner, the boogeyman, the boogeyman, all right? And I am sure he was inspiring, and I'm sure he was informative, and I'm sure he is a very knowledgeable person and respected individual in the sport. But... And again, pardon my take as I as I speak from a fan, you know, looking from the outside in, right? But um, he's just out of his depth, and it was obvious. It was obvious. All right, Peter DeBoer was the last quality head coach the Sounds Sharks have had, and that's just facts. And I don't mean any disrespect to David Quinn. It's just, you know, it is what it is. You know, call it what you want. You want to say he inherited this team or they inherited. You want to keep saying they inherited they being Mike Greer and David Quinn. You want to keep saying that they inherited all these problems. And you want to keep, like, sweeping all the all the issues under the rug of the, of the DW era. You know what I'm saying? Then, you know, by all means. But it's cheap. It's cheap. It's cheap, it's tiresome, it's exasperating. Just like the script of these games. That's the whole point of this take right now. Thank you for writing along. But the point I'm trying to make is... I'm getting sick and tired of it being like... This season they're trying to take away like... They're trying to like divert the attention from the coaching staff... And they're putting it on the players. As if Logan Couture, Timo Meyer, Eric Carlson... And the gang, Tomas Hurdle... As if they are players that just... Are no longer of superstar caliber. They're no longer first line, second line forwards. You know what I'm saying? And I get it. You know, the coach is not... Lacing them up. You know, it's not going tape to tape from his stick... He's not the one, you know, taking the shifts on the ice. But at some point, at some point, the San Jose Sharks organization or, you know, the I mean, the fans are already there. But at some point, you know, it's like we have to hold the coaching responsible. I mean, it is their, is it not their job to put together a game plan or a strategy, or a line combination, or utilize the best players in the system for the best chemistry on the ice. Is it not their job to do that on a nightly basis? Or is it, you know, the fact that you have like some of the best hockey players in their positions in the league, which means in the world, on the San Jose Sharks team, and they just aren't good enough for David Quinn's, you know, system. Is that was is that is that what the story is here? I don't know. Where we come from here 
In Sharks territory, we call that bull shark. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, yeah. It's tiresome. It is. I'm not going to spend too much time on, like, um, you know, foaming over, you know, out of the mouth over David Quinn, you know, being explicit. Some of you fans are digging it. Some of you are not. As of right now, as of this recording, um, the San Jose Sharks and the NHL have not reported any kind of like repercussion for what they're calling verbally abusing, verbally abusing the refs. Um, <laughs> come on, these guys don't have a spine anymore. Anyways, pardon, pardon me. I know I've you know. It is what it is. Listen, I might sign I might sound a little bitter at this point in the season because I'm one of those like, you know, realist slash diehard. I bleed till. I'm really one of those like like um fans. But I'm I'm not a, like I'm I'm one of those fans that I'm not afraid to call it how it is, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm not afraid to call it how it is. And, you know, <sighs> It's nice to see the passion. It's nice to see the passion from the coaching staff. Is it a means to like, I don't know, have some interesting talking points, keep keep the team relevant? I have no clue. You know, I won't go as far as as far as say that. That sounds a little out there, a little far fetched. But I mean, come on. Where is this passion when all these ridiculous penalties are happening like in the first quarter of the season? Or the second quarter? Or even the third quarter. Now here we are with less than 20 games remaining. The San Jose Sharks have zero hopes of making it to the playoffs. Mathematically, yeah, they're still in it. But come on. Realistically, I think moneypuck.com, when they release their playoff probabilities, I think for like the last month, the Sharks hasn't even showed up on the on the table, on the graph. So, you know, you get the point. So, David... Um, David Quinn, the San Jose Sharks head coach, his first year, um, you know, you could read lips, read, you know, check out the video. It's been shared. And, of course, uh, you could find that on our Twitter at Shark City Hockey. And um, David Quinn was speaking with uh, the referee, Gord uh, Dwyer, and he got ejected. And um, the Mercury News reported that head coach Quinn was apologetic after the game. Um, so uh, coach Quinn went on to say that he was embarrassed and he shouldn't have acted like that as a coach and want to apologize to the team. Um, and then, you know, he was a little cheeky. He went on to say like, you know, he can't promise it won't happen again and all that stuff. Um, so this right here, this is coming out of scoutingtherefs.com. So, apparently the penalty for the coach was a bench minor for unsportsmanlike conduct. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Uh, 7.53 bench minor penalty. A bench minor penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct shall be assessed under this rule whenever coaches and or non-playing club personnel use obscene or profane language or gestures anywhere in the rink. So, um... Yeah, I from you know, it was ridiculous. I mean, it was you know just one of many, one of many freaking events that truly soured the debut game. You know, two point oh, the second return of William Eklund. 
Um, I think he finished with a negative three. <laughs> so even though he got that point, I mean, man. Anyways, what an experience. Um, I'm sure they could have used him. They being the San Jose Barracuda who did not uh, fare very well in their contest later that evening as they're trying to uh, clinch a playoff spot in the American Hockey League. So we'll see how many games Eklund plays with the Sharks. I imagine it will be at a minimum eight games. Um, Nikolai Knizov has finally been called up. So we'll see exactly how long it'll take for him to make his Sharks debut. A lot of San Jose Sharks fans are waiting for that. So am I. He's been doing a conditioning stint with the Barracuda for a while. And, um, you know, we've been watching his progress. Anyways, um, after the previous performance, can you blame the San Jose Sharks for starting James Reimer moving forward? Um, which I thought was surprising. I mean, not so much after the 8-3 loss, but more so because James Reimer most recently went on record to say he was disappointed that he wasn't traded away to a team that was uh, potentially going to chase a cup. So, obviously, James Reimer's days in San Jose are over by April. And, obviously, as mentioned previously, April is going to be really, um, you know, what all fans are looking forward to at the end of the season being, um, you know, previously mentioned the Tankathon. We'll see where we all finish. Anyways, I think this right here is a good spot to maybe stop and take a break. I'm Aaron James. You've been enjoying the Shark City Podcast. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Opt in and place a same game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. All right, welcome back to the Shark City Podcast. The Shark City Podcast number 64. Uh, we're just reacting to, you know, the past weekend here in Sharks territory. It's nothing to really go too much into, you know. I mean, the Sharks pretty much blew it. Uh, it seems like the name of the game is, you know, start strong, start early, start, you know, just be hot enough to keep us interested and to get us to... Um, you know, get us in the seats with our concessions or, you know, get us through, you know, maybe about half a game of commercials and ads and then BAM, you know, the tank begins. I mean, come on. When you're losing by that many goals, I mean, it's one thing. I mean, at the beginning of the season, they were trying to make it look entertaining. Now it's just blatantly like, come on, like, why else lose by that margin unless you're trying to make sure you gain some ground in the event of a tiebreaker? I don't know. Maybe it's a teal tinfoil hat that I'm seeing like the rest of the people out there who think that, you know, teams tank 
not according to commissioner, not according to, you know, the front office. I get it. Not according to everyone else. So I digress. I'm just saying it looks very sus. Anyways, you know, what looked crazy was Timo Meyer getting his first game in red and black in New Jersey. Freaking scores first goal. Scores first goal of the game. Come on. Three. Timo. It's Timo time. It's Timo time now in New Jersey. And as a matter of fact, speaking of which, I gotta give a quick shout out to our uh, you know partners, our, our brothers over there in part of the hockey podcast network. And um, I highly advise Sounds like Sharks fans who want to continue to follow and keep, you know. Tabs and dibs on our tabs, pardon me, on uh, Timo Meyer's career as he more than likely is going to continue um, in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference with New Jersey. You know, should they secure it, which I don't see why not. They got themselves a solid line. Uh, but back to the point, you could follow them. They're called Devil State of Mind Podcasts at Devil State on Twitter. Um, those would probably be the last times you hear me use those two words just because. But back to the point. Um, that's um you know pretty solid pretty solid um show hosted by Neil. Go check it out. Um, you know, we handed over here at Truck City Hockey, handed over the Timo Time goal celebration, so it will live on in the Twitterverse. And you know, best of luck again to Timo Meyer. Best of luck to you, man. Um while we're here reviewing and kind of just recapping some of the uh, accomplishments that are going on in Sharks territory. Obviously that's not really Sharks territory territory anymore, but you know, we're 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 a little bit over just a week from the trade. It's still kinda, you know, reminiscent here in, you know, San Jose. Uh speaking of which the Barracuda. So uh you have Andrew Agazino, the San Jose Barracuda's captain. He has now uh he scored five hundred AHL points. Um and he did it um in his six hundred and fiftieth AHL game. So um he tied the team lead with his 20th goal this season for his 500th career American Hockey League point in his 650th career American Hockey League game. Congratulations, Bravo Zulu, to Barracuda captain Andrew Agazzino. Um, You know, there shouldn't be any reason why we're not checking out the CUDA. There really shouldn't. Um. <laughs> Matter of fact, again, as I said in the beginning of the season, at this point in time, they may be the hottest ticket in San Jose when it comes to hockey, especially when they're on that playoff push. Um, you know, best of luck to uh, Coach John McCarthy and the San Jose Barracuda. I, I I hope to see them bring playoff hockey to TechCU Arena in its first year. That'll be amazing. Um, next year they have the All Star Game coming through, so. You know, it's gonna be you know be some magnificent moments going down right there at the uh, the new barn in San Jose. And um, yeah, speaking of which, um, shout out to our uh, our brothers and sisters over there at the Battery Pack, uh, SJ Battery Pack. Y'all give them a follow. Good group of people. You can catch them at all the Barracuda games. All right. Um. So let's see. 
what else has been going on, man? Um, you can check out our our Twitter again. I'm gonna just throw it out there really quick. That Twitter um, at Shark City Hockey. Uh, I shared a pick the other day. Now most of you are already aware of this pick. It's uh, Timo Meyer from the All Star Game last year when he's driving the uh, the tank and crushing a teal car of all colors. A teal a teal car running it over the tank. And anyways, the pick hits different now. That moment hits so much different now. Right? It's all bad in my opinion. I mean, come on. Like I said, his trade was two years in the making. I think we all knew he was going to New Jersey before we even acquired William Eklund. It was just a matter of when and how. Anyways. Um, yeah, so let's see. Um, after all this trade... The San Jose Sharks, um, as of this week, all right, as of today, um, let's see, I'm looking at three, seven, ten, one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh my goodness, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, three, six, nine. Twelve. Okay, I was counting thirteen, but I realized that uh, that was traded away. Okay, so um, let's see. In twenty twenty three, they got the number as of right now, number three overall. Ain't that something? That's crazy. Anyways, uh, it's crazy because not too long ago we were floating around what seventh. Anyways, um, then via the trade with the New Jersey Devils, now we're at number thirty, uh, and they also got the thirty fifth overall pick. Uh, 67th was traded away to Nashville. Um, number 95, they acquired via Carolina. Brent Burns, right? Remember that? Uh, the 99th overall pick, the 119th overall pick from Seattle, from Columbus Blue Jackets, they got the 129th. Then the 131st, the 163rd, the 195th, the 197th from the Coyotes, and the 209th from Penguins. Um, obviously, the number 30th overall from the New Jersey Devils is going to be subject to, to uh, you know, how far they go into the playoffs, right? So that, that might change. And the number three overall is, you know, even if we finish with number one overall, it is still at the mercy of the NHL. Um, lottery, the draft lottery. So uh, that's where the San Jose Sharks' future roadmap for you know acquiring prospects lies as of as of right now. Should the San Jose Sharks use any of their twelve draft picks in this year's twenty twenty three NHL entry draft to maybe move up if they do not win the draft lottery? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I believe they asked Mike Greer that question not too long ago. And I believe he even said that, um, you know, he's not aware of too many teams that would be willing to trade away Connor Bedard. But hey, you never know. Honestly, I know he's projected like 95% like projection to like be like a first line starter franchise changing player. But hey, what if they're wrong? We'll see. You know what I'm saying? What if the Sounds of the Sharks end up like third overall or God forbid, let's just say that the, the season ended now. 
since everyone's talking about, oh, if the season ended now, how who the playoff matchups be? Well, let's, you know, for our version here in Sharks territory, if the season ended now, then we would have a um, third overall selection. Now, the worst thing that could happen is we would drop down two spots to fifth overall, right? So let's just take Connor Bernard off off of the uh, the list there. Who's to say that the following remaining, you know, nine players, you know, the top ten, okay? Who's not to say that one of those gems essentially may be, um, you know, the future NHL star or true franchise-changing uh, player? You know what I mean? And then Bedard may be just like, you know, McDavid, right? I mean... Not to say there's nothing special about McDavid, but obviously, like, it hasn't brought Edmonton any Stanley Cups yet. And, you know, I know a lot of you can say, hey, it has to do with what's surrounding him, and et cetera. You know, I know, I know I'm know, i speaking a little out of, you know, a, lot, a little out of my depth here over there. And then, you know, but all I'm trying to say is, uh, is, um, you know, if this, the San Jose Sharks' road to the Stanley Cup isn't going to be dependent on who they draft in the 2023 NHL entry draft, like their prospects, I think it's going to be dependent on who they have now. If they can get Connor Bedard, then what that might mean is that they have somebody that can transition right away to an NHL level, you know, have an immediate impact. Um, but does it mean that it translates to immediate success? Not necessarily. But boy, oh boy, would it be exciting because did you see that freaking pass by William Eklund? It's like the San Jose Sharks cannot even handle William Eklund right now. Woo! That pass that he that he found between two two players' gates right there in the crease. It's a shame that wasn't a goal. It really is. And it makes you wonder if Bortolo was on that side, would it have been? <laughs> Anyways. Um so yeah, there is still plenty. There's still plenty of like as you can see, there's still plenty to watch. There's still plenty to be on the lookout for for selling these sharks. Um, just because I say that the season's over and you know sometimes I feel a little blah or blah about it or mid because you know the facts that the fact that we're not going to the Stanley Cup playoffs, you know it still it still doesn't uh, it doesn't supersede my love and my joy for the Celtic sharks or um, you know. Uh, my hope and my or my wonder and awe for our future, right? So, um, it's exciting to watch the kids play. Don't get me wrong. If you check out a game, as I mentioned in a previous episode, do it so, do so because you know what? This is going to be, um, you know, this is it. A few more weeks of hockey, and that's it. So let's you know let's enjoy it for what it is. Um, I'm interested in seeing where Eric Carlson stands uh, as of yesterday. As of the last game against the Capitals, uh, Eric Carlson became the 10th different defenseman in NHL history to record 60 assists in 63 games or fewer, and just the second to do so over the past 28 years. That right there is from the NHL Public Relations. So, Eric Carlson is having himself a fantastic year. I do not see why he does not get the Norris Trophy. As a matter of fact... Um, I was going to cover some of his um, response to the trade, um, to the you know the trade deadline and whatnot. But in all in all reality, uh, we've been saying this for weeks and months now. He's he wasn't going anywhere. And why why should the Sharks send him away at a bargain when he's having such a phenomenal year? 
And even though the hockey world may consider it an injustice that this version of Eric Carlson is not in the Stanley Cup playoffs chasing the cup, um, in reality, San Jose Sharks fans should be grateful and humbled that this version of Eric Carlson is still in Sharks territory, which means that maybe the fans and the organization get some hardware in the form of the Norris Trophy. Anyways, um, Tomas Hurdle scored a goal in that loss, by the way. I just want to mention that it's about time. Uh, not an empty netter. It's legit. <laughs> um, you know, we need, we need to see a lot more scoring out of that guy, that's for sure. And um, Sharks prospect Shakir Mukamadulin. All right, we were talking about him. He was acquired in that trade, that big trade, the nine-player four-draft pick trade between the New Jersey Devils and the San Jose Sharks. Um, he's playing his season in the KHL right now. Uh, you can find us on our Twitter again. Uh, he recorded a goal and an assist in his team's win in Game 2 of the first round of the KHL playoffs. I'm really excited about this kid, man. I really am. That's what I'm saying. Like, <clears throat> Pardon me. That's what I was saying. Like, That team of my trade was a win. And, and, and in all reality, like we got prospects on the wing and on the blue line for a player that essentially we couldn't afford and in all reality just didn't fit uh, in with where the team is going. Anyways, um, speaking of which, Henry Theron, I believe he was acquired from the Ducks, if I'm not mistaken. We reported on that. That happened live while we were doing the last the last podcast. Um, I believe they're going to sign him. I believe it was reported they're going to sign him. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much everything that's been going down this like this weekend in Sharks uh, territory. So a rather quiet, rather chill episode today. Um, thank you for everybody, by the way, who's been um, enjoying these podcasts with me live and on, you know, uh, the audio, um, you know, your, your preferred podcast uh, platform. And, uh, you know, again, um, I look forward to delivering these a little bit more natural, just a little bit more um, chill. And without the pressure of like having to be live and distracted by, you know, oh, is the stream going steady? And is, uh, you know, all these other like external, um, you know, factors these external distractions that kind of um inhibit my ability to communicate with you guys as um as natural or as effective as possible which is you know the goal just trying to ch just trying to chill and you know connect and talk sharks hockey so you know very chill very just like you know um like just pardon me <clears throat> you know yeah that's it i guess that's all i got for you <laughs> literally out of words all right, I'm Aaron James. Thank you very much for chilling with me. And, um, you know, let's go Sharks. They're going to take on the Winnipeg Jets um, today. And um, hopefully, you know, they could win because they also like to do that more on the road than they do at home. And, um, yeah, that was it. Um, I'm Aaron James. This has been the Shark City Podcast, episode number 64. Uh, we're going to start seeing them more frequently now. So uh, stay tuned. We'll get together, um, you know, as many times as possible before this season is done. And, you know, the next big grand finale, probably go live. We'll see for that one because that would make sense. It's going to be that draft lottery. It really is. So maybe we'll do a live watch party. No promises, though. We'll see where the road takes us. Till next time, I'm Aaron James, and this has been the Shark City Podcast, the official podcast of SharkCityHockey.com. Proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. 
Enjoy all previous episodes of the Shark City Podcast at sharkcityhockey.com.